it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. I'm your host, Sam, the SLB. Alongside me today is, as always, the man behind the Twitter, the other half of this operation, Scott. Scott, we are talking about Hard to Kill, Hard to Kill has come and passed. The match that everybody has been talking about has happened. It was a real good pay-per-view. I'm happy to see Impact still being able to pull off some high-quality entertainment. And with the momentum that they've been getting since, I would probably say, Slammiversary, it's it's nice to see them still going. So I'm excited to talk about this card. No, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I actually was really excited for it. I can't think of anything that was bad on it. Uh-oh. No, I mean, they had a few small technical glitches, but that's impact, so we love them for it. It's, <laughs> it's neither here nor there. <laughs> well, we're going to get right into it right now. Um. First and foremost, we kicked off with the pre-show with Brian Myers taking on and defeating Josh Alexander. It was a good match. Uh, you know, it's a, a standard, you know, pre-show match, but it's uh, – I was a little surprised to see them putting over Brian Myers. I, um, I know that, you know, he's been there for a while, but Josh Alexander has been – you know, pretty red hot lately with the North and everything. And I know the North is having their own issues right now, but I don't know. I figured I figured he'd pick up the victory, but I guess it was not to be. So it was a nice surprise to see uh, Brian Myers get the win. Well, I think um, – and we'll talk about it down as we get through the card. Um, it kind of makes sense when you – after looking at the later on match with Ethan Page um, – and I think I told this to you. They, bo- you know, Ethan Page looks kind of. He looks like he's getting ready to go through like almost like a renaissance. Mm. You know, re- recreate himself in the way that Ethan Page will do so, and maybe with Josh Alexander, maybe it both knocks him off their high horse, so they can both rebuild themselves as better uh, professional wrestlers down the road. Especially losing to someone like Brian. Not that he's a bad wrestler, but he's definitely somewhere in who's on the lower card for the most part. Right. Um, so following that, we kicked off the show with something that I think was really exciting. It wasn't, nobody, nobody had an idea that this was happening until, um, last Tuesday. Um, Decay, Rosemary and Crazy Steve, uh, took on and defeated Tennille Dashwood and Caleb with a K. I, I got chills when I heard Decay's music because I haven't heard it in four years. And when I first heard it, I was like, wait, like my brain was like, wait, I, I recognize this music. 
Where is it from? All of a sudden, I look and I see it. I'm just like, oh. <laughs> so that was my first, my first popping moment of the night. But yeah, I was. I love to see it. Just like the whole, it made me actually really miss Abyss too. I know, obviously, he's you know doing his thing over on the other, you know, on the E. But uh, it was just, it was so nice to see it again. So hopefully this is not a one, I'm sure it'll be a one-time thing, but it'll be nice if, you know, they periodically throw it back and do it again, so. Yes. Um, no, I, I like it. So I feel like this pay-per-view, um, there were definitely th- uh, there were, a lot of storylines had either ended or new new storylines were beginning. And I think this was almost like the start of something um, with, you know, the return of Decay, in a mm. sense. I could be wrong. This could have been a one-off thing. But um, props, though, also to Caleb with a K. I mean, I have i don't think I've ever seen him. I don't know. I'm not familiar with him outside of what he's been doing with Tennille Dashwood. Um, I mean, he was a he was suicide at one point. Well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> but, no, he was – you know, most of the time when you do stuff like that, like with like Robert Stone, for example, right? Um, he's just goofy. He's just the side character. And even though he's a great talent, they kind of, you know, there's many places where it's kind of like, okay, well, um, it's you know, it's I, so it's just they're okay. You know, you want to see him do better, but they, I think they executed him really well. So he's not just a oh, he he's our uh, media uh person. He's he's actually really talented, right? Yeah, and I mean, obviously, like you said, you just looked at back at him, and he, you know, I'm sure he's one of like a million people who have played suicide at some point in their career. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> that's one thing that I have to give Impact uh, props for is that when they have these side characters, if they're actual wrestlers, they allow them to do actual wrestling things. So that's one thing that really does frustrate me about WWE is that I've seen Robert Stone wrestle live. I've watched him on Impact. I've watched him in other places. The man knows how to go, and they just they don't give him that option. That's why, like way back when, I was all excited when he was actually going to be in a match. You know, I was like, oh, he's going to actually they're going to let him wrestle. But no, he was his goofy Robert Stone brand, and that was the end of it. So it's unfortunate that. Other companies don't take advantage of these people's talent like Impact does. So I definitely give them major props for that, doing that last night. Agreed. Actually, just kind of like looking at his, um, he was on NWA Power. He was C.W. Anderson's tag partner. Ah. Interesting. Interesting. Very nice. Following that, dude, there's I just I'm like looking and I'm like there was not a there was not a match on here where I didn't have like a oh I got I gotta go through this match. Mm. I, I don't really want I don't really care for every match on this card was just there was I was invested in. Yeah, there was definitely yeah there was definitely interest for everything. So yeah, it was it was a good pay per view. Um, so like, but, well, go ahead. No, I was gonna jump to the next match, but what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say before we get into the next match, um, just want to give a quick shout out. Uh, to Madison uh, Rain and her retirement from Impact Wrestling. Um, I've kind of watched her kind of grow when she first showed up 
she's a former five-time knockouts champion, two-time knockouts tag champion. And it's uh, I've also been able to see her live uh, when she was wrestling uh, in the Indies for a short time. Uh, she was also in one of the Mae Young Classics, uh, the, the latest one. So it was real nice. Um, they gave her a nice little send-off on the pre-show, and they mentioned her during the show as well. So you know, I just felt like we too should give her some props because she was an integral part of the knockouts, especially when she was with the beautiful people and everything else. But yeah, it was nice to see, and uh, she definitely left a, a good mark on the knockouts division. Also, solid props to Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown. I'm loving this commentary team. Ah, yes. I was going to ask you as we kept going, but good. I'm glad. Um, yeah, just Scott the first, <laughs> the first, the first like real emotion I hear from Stryker, and I'm just like, let's go. All right. We're gonna be fine. And him and D'Lo, they flow off of one another. You know, it was it was great. Uh it was wonderful to see and the future is definitely a little brighter now with those two as commentary. Yeah, ag- agreed. I just last night there was so much energy, there was so much going on. Um you know, there's so much mention and going into the next match with a uh, violent by design, which is Eric Young, Diener, and Joe Doring taking on uh, cousin Drake, Rhino, and Tommy Dreamer, and defeating them. Um, a lot of talk about work in other promotions, especially over in Japan. A lot of yeah. New Japan references, a lot of All Japan references. Mm-hmm. Um, I just it it was a lot of fun. it was it was a good celebration of wrestling. Yeah. And be prepared for that more often because Stryker is definitely one to pull from other groups. So you will hear that a lot more often. So, nice. I, I'm all about yeah. it. Yep. Um, but this next match, this uh, old school rules match, was exactly what I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was out for blood. Well, Violent by Design was out for blood. Which is Was that their name as of like last night? I think so, because when I heard it, I'm like, I don't recognize this name. Obviously, I, I knew the music from Eric Young, but I think it is the perfect name for this faction. Hands down. Oh, yeah. It, it's fantastic. I love it. And I hope they continue to grow. I, I'm, and, I'm completely invested in this group. Oh, yeah. I'm 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 with you on that one. I'm, I want to know where they're going to go with this. And I, I don't think that... Uh, Cody Diener is the last person Eric Young is going to recruit for this. Oh, no. But, no, there was a lot of... They just kicked the shit out of each other. And everyone looked great in this match. Um, Let's just say Rhino and Tommy Dreamer don't look, like, old at all. Yeah, they don't look like they, they were young. They're out of place so much, especially with matches like this, because this goes right down their alley. So they're already, you know, it's not a traditional wrestling match. It's a fight. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. that still works for them. And I think Rhino probably could still go in an actual wrestling match. Dreamer? uh, Probably closer to the way out than way in. But, you know, they've been doing this forever. Bodies are taking a toll, so 
<laughs> Father stop Father Time stops for no one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But now, now we're gonna see what happens <clears throat> um, on Tuesday for the fallout of this pay per view. Scott, I hope you I I I hope you you watch it this week after. I'll be, yeah, I'll be watching it again. Um, I'm gonna I have to just make notice that I just need to sit down and just watch it and not get distracted like I did last week. Do I need to send you an alarm? You could be like Scott, get your ass to your computer. All right. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, following that, we have the the finals for the knockouts uh, tag champion uh, belts. Again, another banger. Uh, unfortunately, we were wrong on this one. I thought they were going a different route. Actually, yeah, yeah, we both, we both were, we both were wrong on this one. I think we were both. I, I figured they go a different route, as probably having like a very dominant, dominant, um, tag team at first. But then I think about stuff like you know the AEW women's titles or other titles where the monster doesn't come in, right, to play till maybe me the second, the second person to get the title. Right. Yeah, they don't need to be the inaugural champion, or in this case, you know the. The first with the redesign and bringing back of the championships. Um, no, I mean, like you said, the match was great. Um, I know we both picked uh, Havoc and Nevaeh, but you know, as the night went on, I was, I was completely in, you know, the Havoc and Nevaeh, um, you know, ball house. So I was completely with them. Everything else, but the match goes on, and I'm just like, you know what? not going to be upset about this if they lose. And they did, and I'm just like, all right. Still feel it's the wrong decision, but I get it. Plus, if you look at it, Havoc's been around for a long time. She's a former Knockouts champion, I believe, already. Um, Nevaeh's been around for a little bit as well. But Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele's both relatively new. I think um, Kira's been there for a couple of years, and, and I know Tasha just was signed, I believe, last year. But those two as a team has really, really done a good job. So I like the fact that Impact's taking a risk in, in going with a, a newer team. So I think they'll do well. Their promos will be outstanding because they always are. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to see if they're uh, going to be talking a little shit on, on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, I hope they do. I hope. I hope they do. And I like the name Fire in Flavor. Flavor. Yeah. And I think this was one, this is one where I actually hit you up and you know, I was like, dude, he mentioned he uh striker mentioned tournaments. But like you hit me up just before I could text you that. Like I don't <laughs> yep. know. I like tournaments too. Another another reason to love Matt Striker, because the man loves tournament wrestling. And when he said it on when he said it on pay-per-view, I was just like, Yes. Mr. Striker, I couldn't love you anymore, but you find another way. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was it. Was I hope I hope we see some more tournaments in the in, in the future though, because I'm starting to get to this point where I'm like, there's something about it where it kind of I don't want to say the word legitimacy, but it gives it it there's less fluff. I feel like when there's a tournament, absolutely, yeah, every match means something. And it's not just kind of thrown together. It doesn't remind me of like a, a you know WWE 2K universe mode, but they just kind of throw matches together. But everything's got meaning. That's why I love it so much. 
But yeah, I hope they really do show more tournaments. But, you know, we'll see. Agreed. Uh, following that, we had, oh man, a surprise. Ace Austin comes out, you know, mouthing off, you know. <laughs> Shocker. It's not really so, almost, because I didn't even think about it. I'm like, he won at Genesis, and he's not even in this. I'm surprised I didn't add him in. But then, of course, uh, Scott, do you remember? You do you remember the question I asked you on our last show? And it kind of doesn't go with it, but it kind of does. Not that <clears throat> I asked you if there was going to be a match where somebody from AEW gets involved, which match? Uh, that's right. Yep. Granted, he's not an AEW signed wrestler, but I mean that was the last time we saw him. Yeah, man, he looked great for his first. Um, first, he's. This is the crazy thing, and I don't want to. I don't want to knock on anything, but most of these, most of this talent that comes out of WWE, after having a bad, like I don't want to say a bad run, but like a, a closeted run, right? They come out kicking and screaming. Yeah, well, I mean, they got huge chips under their shoulders. They got something to prove. They want to make young. Know, Obviously, it's their if it's a first impression with a company, they want to impress them enough where they get a contract by the end of that first uh, first assignment. So, yeah, I mean, it was fantastic to see. I I definitely was super excited when I saw his logo pop up on the screen. I was just like, oh fuck, it's it's Matt Cardona. Of course, in my head, I'm still calling him Zack Ryder because that's how long I've known. You know, I've watched him since you know, <laughs> a long time, so it's 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 gonna be tough still to pull that trigger to change the name. But my God, yeah, and he did real well. Um, I know, obviously, the match ended in DQ, but you know, it is what it is. Attacked by another former WWE pro, Mister Mad Med Fulton. So I hope that this isn't a one-off because I want to see him and Brian Myers either tag together again or have a feud because I think that would be fun as well. You mean a one-off against uh, Ace Austin? Well, oh, that too, but I mean the one-off has an in impact. Hopefully they are going to at least sign him, kind of do like a, a Heath thing and you know maybe tag it along for a little bit. I also want to say I find it quite hilarious that this happened because – I went on Twitter afterwards, even though I know you were tweeting the show, but I was just scrolling through things. Um, his girlfriend, <laughs> Chelsea's like, wait, my car is in Impact? Because she was she came from Impact over to WWE. So it looks like they've, switched, they've swapped roles. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so that, that, was, that was funny. Um, following that, we had... I don't know what my favorite match of the night is, but, you know, this match was just, I think, incredible. There was a point where I, I just didn't know who was going to win. Um, it was the X Division title match between Manic and retaining was Manic Chris, taking on Chris Bay and Rahit Raju. Man, so many moments here where I'm just like, oh, damn, I'm going to lose this one. I'm totally going to lose this one. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> But unfortunately, well, unfortunately for me, fortunately for you, <laughs> you get that right. Um, when they removed Manic's mask, I was like, oh, are we, are we going to get a swerve? Like, what's going on? And no, it's TJP in face paint. 
<laughs> like, God, God damn it. kept playing it off. Like, who is that? Like, oh. I know. I know. And Stryker the whole time, like, putting TJP and Manic together. It's like, oh, only those two can do this move. And Delo's like, no, it's just Manic. What are you talking about? I'm just, <laughs> I'm like, guys, stop. Kayfabe is amazing. Oh, uh, it was, yeah, it was great. I, I couldn't stop laughing during that when they kept going back and forth. And uh, it was just, Another thing just speaks to their already dynamic and chemistry together. So I'm just like, oh, this is going to be great to watch. But yeah, it was a good match. Um, multiple, multiple uh, near falls. Which I thought the matches would be over. Um, but I uh, I think they even said it best. I think Stryker's the one who said it. Rohit Raju has come so far from his Desi Hit Squad days. And I completely agree with that. I, I know that was before you were watching it, but those dizzy hit squat days, <laughs> not not the best stuff. But he is a legitimate player now in the X division, and I I look forward to seeing what else they're going to do with him. Chris Bay, I can't say enough good things about Chris Bay. He's always been uh, fun to watch since I came back to Impact, so he's going to do great. And obviously, Manic slash TJP, he may have issues, you know, flapping his gums outside of wrestling, but in the ring, kid knows what he's doing. So. Yeah, you can't knock him on that. He's he's very talented. Yeah. So the X Division's in good hands. And I like the fact that we're, we're, they're kind of going back to the traditional X Division, where it's more of the smaller wrestlers not the larger wrestlers, because, I don't know, I always felt that the X Division should be defended by people who could really kind of do crazy shit. <laughs> so, but that's, I, just, that's just my opinion. No, so one of the things that I like between the X Division um, or, like, the, the junior heavyweights, and I might have mentioned this on my... Uh, um. The Wrestle Kingdom podcast? Yes. Um, how they refer to their lighter weight division, they try not to be like, oh, these are just the small guys. Yeah. Like the Cruiserweight. I think it's just they've done so much damage to that belt in that division. It's just like, oh, just the, it's just the Cruiserweight. It's just, oh, it's just the smaller guys. Whereas you have, you know... This is the X division. You know, we're not going to even, we won't talk about weight here. Or in, in Japan, it's the junior heavyweight. Right. So, you know, they're smaller, but it's like, dude, heavyweight. You know, he's still not, you know, this is, this is no, we're not fucking around. Um, I don't know. I, I, I need to see what happens now because I know Rahit is probably on a fucking war path now. <laughs> yeah. Especially since he didn't take the loss. So, you know, he's going to keep going. Chris Bay, though, unfortunately, I think he's going to find his way out of it, and he'll probably start another program with somebody else. But I don't think Manic and, and Rahit are done yet, and that and that that's exciting to see. I, I love they have great they have great um, chemistry together as well. So this, yeah, I definitely think that that storyline is still going. So another match that oh man I think this might be this might be oh man it's again it's tough this might be one of my favorite matches of the night. Um, so 
we had Diana Perrazzo taking on Taya Valkyrie and defeating her by submission for the Knockouts Championship. What blew my mind about this, Scott, is they kicked everybody out. Yep. And she won clean. Yep. Diana's no slouch. The girl definitely knows how to go. Um, I loved, I loved this match too. Like after they, you know, they threw everybody out because that was one of the biggest thing I was worried about. Was that was it going to be some type of screwy finish? Was somebody going to get involved? But no, everybody was gone. So it was just the two of them, and they were on display, and it was great to watch. Fantastic match, um, and. Honestly, Deanna beating Taya the way she did and pretty much how she defeats all of her opponents nowadays with a submission, especially against someone the caliber of Taya, definitely legitimizes Deanna's tirade even more than it already is. So I'm kind of at the point of who's next, like who's who's left more likely than who's next uh, for Deanna to beat. So... So... I think for me, um, and I was thinking about this throughout the whole uh, throughout this match. And you, I mean, you know, you know this. You've been watching, you know, wrestling for for a while now. There is not enough. There are not enough heels who who can who aren't. There are enough. There are not enough heels who can either win clean or aren't monsters. Right, yeah. There's there's not enough tech, you know, uh, tactical wrestlers. Yeah, not enough technicians. Yeah, you're you're 100 correct. Absolutely, you could say that. Bret, there's not a lot of Bret Hart's anymore. Right, exactly. Yeah, this um, everybody's either like you said a monster or they're sleazy winners or you know, yeah. It's just it's nice to see a badass that is obviously a heel go in there. And kick somebody's ass and have no problem doing it. I'd probably say the last person that was able to do that was Tessa Blanchard, but she's nowhere to be seen. So wherever Tessa shows up, I'm sure she'll also be like that as well. Um, I'd also kill to watch a Diana Tessa match, but that's probably not going to happen. So maybe not for a while. Yeah, I don't think Tessa's going back to Impact anytime soon. So. No, I agree with that. So, following that, Scott, we had what might have been one of the, the one of the matches of the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear lord! This I won't even call it a match. This this I, cinema master, masterpiece. It was, oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. Watching Impact for as short as I have. Ethan Page may be my favorite wrestler on the roster <laughs> after this. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Can we, even, we can't even call him Ethan Page anymore because he's, uh, he's dead. <laughs> Karate Man literally ripped his heart out and held it in his hand. He went knew- all Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom on him. I knew going into this, like, Watching this pay, uh, going into this pay per view, I'm like, I'm like, they're not just gonna get rid of the Karate Man like this. I go, I go, they they gotta have a long term plan here. Yeah. And sure enough, I think they do. I think 
This is going to give, like I said, I think Ethan Page is like reinventing himself right now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the, uh, the North version of Ethan Page is gone and the karate man is here and we better be on the lookout for some more ridiculous stuff. And I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. Oh, me neither. Me neither. Um, Obviously, the crying man defeated Ethan Page, but and it wasn't it wasn't long. I I think I think with what they were doing, I think it was just long enough. Yeah, it was to the point. You know, they actually they did a really good job with them fighting with him fighting himself. <laughs> uh, I love the fact that Ethan Page got one good shot in, and you just see Karate Man coming up with a bloody lip, and he's just like, "All right, you're gonna die now." <laughs> yep. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, fall the fallout on Tuesday is going to be incredible. Yeah. It's going to be incredible. Um so after that, we got like I said, I think uh there was a lot of new beginnings and end of storylines here and uh this might have been the end of one. This is one of the this is one that actually you got the the W on. Um but Eddie Edwards defeating Sammy Callahan in the Bob Dwyer massacre. This one, there's not much anymore when it comes to extreme rules, old school rules, hardcore matches, whatever you want to call them, mm. that make me cringe. This made me cringe. Wow, okay. There were things that happened here that made me... There was a shot I just remember where... I didn't, I think it was Eddie Edwards had some barbed wire on, on um, Eddie Edwards' forehead. And he's like, yes. rubbing it. Yeah. And you could just—it looked like the blood was starting to just pour out. The way the angle was on the camera, I was just like uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these two definitely have had moments where they've made everybody uncomfortable. And yeah, that, uh, this match definitely does the same. Um, I remember um, the part where Eddie Edwards almost guillotined himself on that chain. It actually caused Stryker to leap out of his chair. And I love how Dilo completely just calls him out on it. <laughs> and, like, for me, that's, yet again, another reason why I love Matt Stryker on the call, because he pops for things that are big moments. Like, I remember um, going to, like, a Royal Rumble, and when Booker T came out, Matt Stryker, when he was calling it, was going absolutely batshit crazy on commentary. And, you know, it's things like that. It's just like he has such emotion. And he did, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it up, Sam. When he was on Lucha Underground, <laughs> he did it countless times there as well. So I'm glad he's just bringing it along and he's continuing to do it here and now that he's at Impact. So I'm, I'm so excited that he's a part of that. And it's only going to get better. It's only gonna get better. Oh, only is. Uh, man. It's been getting better. The main event. This, you know, and I had to, like I said, I had to think about that for a while. And this might have been the match of the night. This match delivered 100%. Kenny Omega, the Good Brothers, taking on Rich Swan, Chris Sabin, and Moose. Because Alex Shelley could not perform last night. Hmm. Happens to the best of us. <laughs> but 
Holy. What a match this was. This lived up to his billing. Yeah, absolutely. Woo. And I love how there was no, no screwy business with Moose. He was legit the whole time. And he looked fantastic in this match, especially when he was going up against Gallows. It was just, yeah, monster versus monster. Ah, it was fantastic. And, of course, Kenny being Kenny. Um, for a split second, I thought that Don Callis was going inter- to was going to in- introduce Justin Roberts to introduce Kenny, but I think that's the one thing that might have been missing because I missed hearing my North Carolina. <laughs> oh, but dear he, God, like. There was not a bad spot in this match. Everyone no. looked good. The one thing I do want to say, and I don't know if you noticed it, Kenny looked a lot bigger in the ring than he does on AEW. I think it's where the where the camera's positioned. Okay. Um, I think AEW's hard cam is more is farther away than Impact's is. So all the wrestlers do look smaller on AEW. An impact they do look they they have a bigger impact. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure it wasn't me. No, no, no. You you're definitely correct. Yeah, he definitely they, they all looked a lot bigger on uh on uh on the pay per view last night. Crazy I thing think... too. Sorry, go ahead. No, not... no, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I was jump I was gonna jump, but I was gonna say the crazy thing too is he what pinned Rich Swan. Yeah, that's the only thing. I'm kind of if it's going to continue a story, then that's fine. But I think that Saban should have been the one to eat the pin because all this does is it kind of makes Impact's World Championship look a little weaker when they all should be on even even billing. But if it's going to continue a storyline, then I'm okay with it. But well, at some point, Rich Swan's going to have to get a victory over Kenny Omega to even this out. Well, let's let's look at it this way. First and foremost, I sent you that tweet about Rebellion being April 24th. Yeah. And they have Kenny Omega's logo on it. And do you know who else's logo they have on it? Who? You, you should know who. Who has a star that knows Kenny Omega? Is that Coda's? Yep. Oh, man. Right? Because they name-dropped Kota Ibushi during the match. They name-dropped New Japan Wrestling. So, imagine, if you will, Mr. Ibushi, the double champ himself, shows up on Impact Wrestling. Which, Which blows my mind because they've been saying for a while now that they don't want to work with AEW. Maybe they, they well, right, but in theory they're not. They're working with impact. Technically, yeah. Well maybe it's all deployed. Exact yeah. Maybe maybe it also is a movement to move it over to AEW. Maybe, like I said, way back when, you know, Kenny's putting all the pieces together. Turning himself into Thanos. So maybe this is, you know, the Avengers way to try to fight Thanos. <laughs> Bring in the double champ. <laughs> so crazy enough, as I'm looking at, you know, Don Callis, you know, waving his big dick about Kenny Omega being, <laughs> you know, 
being like this legend. And after watching last night, he really is right now a legend. Yeah. Like a living let like it's just absolutely incredible. But I wanna I wanna say something. So you remember Moose is Moose was in this tag team. Yes. I, you know, he never you know, you know, he didn't he, th- there was no screwy Moose didn't fuck around with Rich Swan. Nope. But remember, Moose is on like a war path right now. So imagine on fall at the fallout, he's like you know, Moose uses this as momentum to get his way into a title shot. Mm. So maybe it's like it's like our champion got pinned by the AEW champion. Is that really a champion? Is that somebody who can represent impact? Right. And then he can go on the whole claim saying that he's never pinned the TNA World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, exactly. Now, think, mm-hmm. Moose, Moose, and Kenny Omega in the match. Woo! Oh, sign me right up. This match, and I, I tweeted it, what this match was promoted as, delivered. Absolutely. 100%. And, again, like I said, last, na- um, last, last night had, like, no screwy finishes, that whole pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Every ending, every ending was satisfying. I would almost, and, Scott, this is going to be at least a nine. Yeah, I'd probably give it. I'd probably me. I'd give it probably eight five, but nine is definitely in the ballpark. I yeah, I, I would definitely not disagree with that. But no, uh, yeah, this was a very 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 strong pay per view for Impact. So I'm I'm really hoping that you know whatever little mini shows they have in between, and then Rebellion on the twenty fourth of April. It just continues the whole story. And if, you know, what we're thinking and what some of the internet's thinking is true with Ibushi possibly coming, to see Ibushi and Kenny Omega in a match against one another again, we may get another classic outside of Japan. You, you know what the one thing I think that sucks for me because I love New Japan so much is that no very very rarely do these other big promotions have their 45 to an hour long main events. Right. That's there is so much that has happened. I mean, I will always go, let's let's go back to Omega Okada. Omega Okada is amazing. Mm. Um this past year you had um both Abushi matches, Abushi and Naito, and then Abushi and Jay White. Yep. Abushi and Jay White have now the longest match in Wrestle Kingdom history. Oh, I wish some of these other promotions would take advantage of that. Um, when they could, when they could, do, especially especially somebody like Kenny, who he's proven that he's a he's a main he he's. He is the biggest star in wrestling outside of WWE. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. I think the problem is, is Japanese fans can have that attention span for that long. American fans, not so much. And that's absolutely fair. 
yeah, and I think that's the biggest reason why they don't let a lot of these matches go over like you know fifteen twenty minutes because after that people just stop paying attention, and and it's why Iron Man matches are not really a thing, and if they are, they're shorter. They're not an hour long that they used to be. You know, if they do Iron Man matches, it's thirty minutes, and thirty minutes I think for the U.S. Is max. <laughs> after that, most people just kind of tune out and they, they do whatever they want and they don't pay attention to it anymore. Or when we used to have fans that did the asshole thing and they chant the whole ten nine eight, you know, and they and they when it wasn't the Rumble time, like they did with uh, who was it, uh, Seth and Dolph back then. I thought that was the. I've never been so mad at fans in my entire life than during that match. It's like you assholes paid money to go there to watch wrestling. Yes, I understand you have the you have the, you know, the freedom to do whatever you want, but that's disrespectful to two men who are putting on a show who can go. Number 1. Number 2, it just the lack of and the disrespect is just I don't know, it's maddening to to me like those people should be thrown out and never get the, never be allowed to buy tickets again because people would have loved probably to be there to watch this and not have to worry about listening to a bunch of stupid drunks chant from 10 to 1 and then do the buzz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I, I get on a tangent on that because that really bothered me a lot. I'm just clearly still not over it. <laughs> No, that's understandable, but, you know, I'm just – I'm excited. Yeah. I'm just excited for this pay- This pay-per-view was incredible. It was awesome, especially being, like I said, my second Impact pay-per-view I watched live. Yeah, so uh, now we get to look forward to the 24th and your third. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know – Rebellion obviously speaks to a lot of things, so who knows what we're going to be rebelling against. So, could be rebelling against a takeover. Could be rebelling against uh, who knows? Lots of questions. So, I'm excited to see where this goes. Yes, I think we're both excited. But, again, it's been a great show. Uh, Let us know what you guys think of, um, of Hard to Kill. And if you don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter at media underscore Bedlam. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram at Bedlam Media. You can find myself as Sam the SOB Official and Scott as Scotty J Stream on Twitter. We are on all streaming platforms minus Pandora. And if there's one that we are not on, please feel free to let us know and we will add ourselves on there. Uh, this has been the Hard, Co- Hard to Kill Post Show. Thank you guys for listening and do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. 
It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.